You are listening to the Noisy Narratives podcast, a podcast produced by the Women of First Ministries at Frisco First Baptist Church in Frisco, Texas. Here at Noisy Narratives, we like to cut through the noise of our stories and get to the heart of what really matters. We hope you are blessed by what we share. Thank you so much for listening. Isn't it amazing? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Noisy Narratives. Um, this is Debbie, and I'm here along with Christy, and we have a friend with us who Christy's going to introduce in a minute. But Christy. Go ahead. I'm ready. <laughs> Ask sure? away. I'm so ready. Okay. <laughs> What's going on in your life this week? <laughs> Let me see how I can phrase this better. I seriously no, need good. to come up with synonyms. And you, haven't been, if you haven't been thinking about it like I know. throughout the week? I don't know why. No, I should be. You should be. You should add that to your do, to-do list. I woke up thinking about it today, and then we were a little busy. But Well, that's what I was going to say. I already thought about what I was going to answer. So, friend. Okay, good. How are you doing Debbie today? likes to ask this question, and sometimes it's great, and sometimes it throws me off. But I was thinking how great it was this morning to sit with another family and help them just kind of work through life like they're going through a hard time. And so we just sat with a sister and a mom and a daughter. And they're just having a hard time kind of figuring out what new life looks like, mm-hmm. I guess, or what it might look like in the future. I thought that was really, it was kind of a sweet moment. Like, yeah. okay, this is what this is what we're here for. This is what we're supposed to That's do. Right. Whether you're, as a, as a Christian, mm-hmm. not as a church, like just as a Christian. Yes, we're employed by a church, so we get the... The joy and the delight in doing that because people have a tendency to come yeah, to this us. Yeah, this can be our, we get to do this all the time, which is yeah. nice. Yes. Yeah. So it was cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it, I would agree. And it, and I was reminded just because we were doing this together, how nice it is to have people to walk and help others with together. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like that you is have to that's have the somebody. beauty of the body of Christ. Yes. Even when you're helping others through hard times, um, you can, you have um, yeah. You know, people there to surround you with, um, with everybody. And the more that help, I think, the less the burden. The yeah. burden can be spread. Mm-hmm. And I just was reminded of that, too. So that was that was good. What's your favorite yeah. part of the, the day so far, maybe? The favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did have lunch with a friend. That was really nice, Oh, that's too. good. But, um, yeah. And then we did. We got a wonderful email from our daughter's teacher about she's an animation person and she's going to go into animation. She's a senior, but he emailed and said, listen, I just got to tell you, she's amazing. Does amazing work. She does such a good job in our class. A lot of times we hear when our kids are doing bad, we don't always hear when they're doing great. So I just want you to know she's incredibly talented and I just love to teach her. You know, she's at the CTE center or whatever. So that was, we just, my husband and I got on the phone with yeah. each other. We got, we were like, what? That's so awesome. High-fiving on the phone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you are. Across the cell phone mm-hmm. space, the AT&T wireless, you know, mm-hmm. sphere. We're like, hey, we got, all right, we're we're doing okay. Yeah. Did you say, uh, how <laughs> can she get some scholarships for this skill? Well, so he'll pay for college. One thing my husband was like, I think I'm going to like reply. Also, you see it, but I'm kind of going to kind of ask him, hey, where, what direction would you suggest we so go? So smart. To- yes. <laughs> yeah. And I said, great, do it. Yeah, that's right. You know, so. Anyway, it's so yeah, we're having I'm having a great day. That's good. That's really <laughs> so it good. is fun. But introduce our guest, Christy, because we're so excited yes. to hear from her. <laughs> we are so excited to hear from her. And we were just talking before on how her and I met because you've been here a lot longer than I have. 
Well, yes. let's say her name. So we Connie Yates, Connie ladies Yates. and gentlemen. So we don't have to keep saying her. Her name. <laughs> yes. The beautiful and the wonderful and the kind Connie Yates. Yeah. And well, so. and you are way too kind, but I'm so excited to be here, too, and just mm. to visit with you all and just have already enjoyed all the things you've already said. And, you know. <laughs> You're uh, just excited to be back in front of a microphone well, because that was your home for people. so many years. We're just wanting it right now. Uh-huh. She's good at that. <laughs> she is really. And you're good at that because you are the voice. Tell us why you're. Now, I shouldn't ask you to tell us why you're good at that. But tell us what you did behind a microphone for so long. Uh, well, for 28 years, I w- were for Tom Thumb. Yeah. I did public relations, community relations. And uh, by quite by Circum, a strange circumstance, I became the voice and face of Tom Thumb. Mm-hmm. And so I did uh, radio commercials and, and did uh, the spots in the stores. Mm-hmm. And so we would, if you came. were shopping in Tom Thumb between the years of what and what? Uh, between the years, let's see, the actual years I did it were for, was from 95 to 2019. So if you were shopping 95. in Tom Thumb between 1995 and 2019, then there's a good chance you heard the voice of Connie Yates no, coming you, over the loudspeaker? You heard this. Okay. Oh, you um, okay, okay, we're getting to it, right? So it is Connie. Uh-huh. Okay, go for it, Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Yates bringing you the Tom Thumb Good Neighbor Minute. Oh, so great. what I would talk about. Things that we were supporting mm-hmm. and things we were sponsoring in the community, you know, like the Wipeout Kids Cancer Run or mm-hmm. the Komen this October, the Komen races and things like that, that we sponsored and that our customers were interested in and wanted to know how mm-hmm. to get involved. Which was what? such a perfect um, job for you because you're so relational and you have such good friendships that have been around for so long. And a so long time. Um, tell us. Well, before we started recording, we went through probably three or four different names of people that have schools named after them, which makes me laugh. It's always fun. Yes. Our neighbor down the street <laughs> is one of them also. Norris, we call it Old Bob Man and Norris. Our, Bob mm-hmm. and Ernie, yes. Ernie and Norris, yes. And so when they had their school named after them, that was a fun and sweet moment. But we were talking earlier about, what's the school? Bowles? Mary Bowles? Yes. Well, Bowles. Bowles Elementary. My kids went to Bowles Elementary. Yeah. And Mary Bowles uh-huh. went well, to Well, you just said, oh, I'm Bowles. And yeah. Connie goes, oh, Mary Bowles. <laughs> like she knows the first name of everybody's last name. And then she said Vandeventer. And then, yes. oh, yes, so-and-so. And yes. I think that's so amazing and sweet but you're such a relational person so as much as your voice is part of who you are but you are kind of noted for how well you love others I, and you I I love, love people you do, you do. and that comes people. across when and you're you talking do it so well too mm-hmm. well you're you're so you're well. kind but you know most people like you too are easy to love so that <laughs> makes a difference well as we flip our hair back and say thank you so much oh my please do well you're one of five kids yes so growing up in a big family yes and uh, siblings still live in town? So, um, I, yes, one of five kids. We moved to Frisco in 1967, 54 years ago. Your senior year? Um, yes, my senior year in high school. And now I told her not to do, be people, do, be, don't be doing math. math. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Maybe but, too late. but it's kind of interesting because when we moved to Frisco, we moved on to what is, oh, yeah, was where? then the Box Ranch uh, out uh, that's now the Brinkman Ranch. Okay. But it was when the big white house was still there. And uh, whatever happened to that house? It That house burned. Mm-hmm. And but they, then the outline, I mean, like the, the scale. Well, the, sti- the frames steel. in the house were steel and that's they weird. didn't burn. And they had, con- after it burned, they had concerts on that. Yes. 
Yes, they, they like Because we moved, when we originally moved to Frisco in 1997, yes. we moved across Maine from there. So we were in the area behind Berry Best and Hope Fellowship. So we yes. were at Quest yes. Court is where we were on one of the original Frisco streets or whatever over in that area. But they would have concerts right there at that yes. framed house, right? Because many years ago, they had the Cattle Barons Ball out there when the, oh. house was, when the house was still intact. But then after that, yes, they did have some. But we moved uh, and lived on that ranch, and my dad trained and showed quarter horses for Cloy Fox, the man that owned mm-hmm. it at that point in time. But when we moved to Frisco, uh, my, my mom grew up in a Methodist church, and my dad grew up in a Presbyterian church. Mm-hmm. However, when we moved to Frisco, my mother said that she wanted to determine what church had the very best youth department, because that is where we would be going to church. And thus she did, and it was the First Baptist Church, and so we started going here immediately when we moved to Frisco and got to meet all the fabulous, wonderful people that we now kind of call Old Frisco, not necessarily mm-hmm. because they're all old, but because they have been here a long time. <laughs> Their families yes. have been here. Mm-hmm. Their families, and yes, and saying, saying family, we all became like family, yes. Yes. and a lot of them had been here forever, but they were so kind and kind of let us be here and we we said sometimes it was because there were so many of us they just kind of didn't have a choice you know we just kind of everybody had friends in every grade and so my oldest sister was uh was had just gotten married when we moved to Frisco so she didn't actually live in Frisco with us but uh but my younger sisters uh Ann and Marilyn uh, both went to Frisco schools, and then my brother, uh, J.D. Tadlock, Jr., and uh, the older people in Frisco that might hear this would say, oh, little J.D., because he was little J.D., because mm-hmm. my dad was big J.D. Okay, but wait, real fast. You said, what is your maiden name? Tadlock. Oh, wait, that's another school. <laughs> oh, <laughs> little detail you don't think about. For those of like... you listening outside of Frisco, we have a lot of schools here. We have 40-something elementary, 20-something middle and our those our elementary and middle schools mostly most of them are named after people who are what Connie has kind of said as old school people that grew yes. up or were here yes. part people, of the school district or own land are people that well donated you know, it's land interesting that you said that about people that donated land yeah because that not necessarily has been true because I know that when uh, when I was sharing with some friends that my mom was going to have a school named after her. Yeah. She's a longtime friend, and she said to me, well, Connie, we've been friends long enough that I'm going to ask you this. She said, most of the time, schools are dedicated to people who are really famous, or named after people who are really famous or really rich. She goes, now, is there something you haven't told us? <laughs> and I said, no. I said, the Frisco ISD yeah. has done a Fabulous job of teachers of naming schools after teachers yes. or after people yes. in the community who really made this community be what it is and make it be why everybody wants to move to Frisco. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely, you said that really well. Because mm-hmm. I were when when I moved here in '97, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about this. I know in a bit. I worked with so many teachers when I first came here. There was yes. only three, four schools. Ah, yes. So oh, wow. I was in the middle school. So how long ago did you come? '97. So it's been a while. (laughs) And then, but the booming was just starting. So, but I had the pleasure of working with a lot of those teachers, all those teachers. And I I just smile now when I drive around at all these different teachers I worked with for so long with schools named after them. And I'm like, like Sue Stafford. I worked with Sue. Oh, Sue 
was she I lived in our neighborhood. Manor. Yes, she, she would throw toys to totally. my kids and candy out the door. Hey, y'all need candy? <laughs> no, Miss Sue. No, they don't. She's, you know, she's the best. She, I mean, all these she women that really deserve like the Mother Teresa. Yes. yes, she was. She was. She was amazing. She was indeed uh-huh. amazing. And yep. you could take amazing. every. I remember she would do the store, the toy drive every yes. season, and just had families on her list. And she all did. you needed to get on her list was somebody to say, hey, this family needs some help or they don't have money this season or whatever. She's like, all right, they're on the list. And then we're just, everybody's making deliveries, That's you fine. know, all around Frisco. It was just so sweet. And then Billy Vanderventer, Van as we said earlier, but all these people that really, you're right. I mean, they just were educators coming up and a lot of them, um, grew up here when it was all land a lot oh, of yes. times. Oh, yes. yes. I mean, and there's only land. one police officer. My old neighbor tells us stories all the time of, you you tell that story. Go ahead. Well, no, no, no. I was just going to say, yes, there was only one One police officer. officer. And and there was also, uh, you know, the funeral home that was owned back then. It was uh, up on North County Road. His name was Benton Staley. Whoopsie, Mustang. And there was was one ambulance. One ambulance. Uh And if it was... You know, like my brother was riding his bicycle one time and got hit by a car. Now, he was not, I mean, he it broke his leg. But the point is, he, uh, the ambulance then was in the shop. And so there wasn't another one. And so he did ride in the one police car over to the hospital in McKinney. Mm, uh, there's not a hospital here? You had to go to McKinney? Oh, heavens no, there wasn't a hospital here. Oh. But there was always Dr. Pink. Always, Do y'all Dr. know about Dr. P? Yeah, we live across the street from his old house. Oh, uh huh. Okay, well then, and this know. Pink is uh, Dr. Pink is of Pink Elementary fame. Yeah, there exactly. it is, again. correct? Exactly. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, Dr. Pink was the doctor in Frisco, and Dr. Pink uh, not only doctored people, but he pretty much ran ran the town. And you know, nobody really questioned Dr. Pink. Mm-hmm. You just didn't do that, and uh, you did what you were told. You did what you were told, absolutely. Uh-huh. And you know, Back until in the days. <laughs> until you until he passed away, he you still uh, did whatever Doctor Pink said. That's just kind of the way it was. was. Mm-hmm. That. But that's okay. And he was a great doctor. And speaking of Sue Stafford, so you know she had breast cancer many yes. many years ago. Yeah, and Doctor Pink was her doctor, and when she had her mastectomy. People were like, you can't, you can't let Dr. Pink do that. You can't let, you need to go to Dallas. You need to go to a specialist. And she said, nope, nope. And he did her mastectomy and he treated her and or guided her for her treatment. And she lived for years, years after that. Yeah. It's interesting. It's a sweet story. So your mother decides to pick a place. I want to go back to this story. And y'all land at First Baptist. End up at First Baptist. And that, of course, is when we were in the old building on Main mm-hmm. Street. And I know that you all have heard many stories about people who were baptized in the salad bar when that yes. was <laughs> the Abbey Restaurant. Because mm-hmm. yes. it's now not even the Abbey Restaurant anymore. It's no. done a couple of turnovers. It's another church. But it was our, well, and it wasn't even the original place. It was moved to that place on Main Street, right? Or the building was turned or something. There's a story yes, yes, about it, yes. it. And I'm not, I don't have all the details. Connie Yates needs to do the newcomer's luncheon. I mean, oh, Mr. Chuck right. does a great job, but we need Connie Yates to tell us yes. all these, all these stories. Yes. <laughs> so you were there. So on Main Street, you guys start going when it was in the smaller church there on Main Street, where literally you walk up the building and you open it, and there's this kind of little yeah, pretty sanctuary. That was sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And then, and so that's where First Baptist was. Yes. And then, what year did it? 
did um, we move down here to this building? Okay, I had I don't a discussion with my sister Marilyn Tadlock Ellis and Drew Newman uh, about when that was Newman be- Elementary. Because yes, <laughs> yes, because- and she was a Wade before. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Drew Wade Newman. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, because I, I was asking them, now, when did we move to the new church? So they, they were in the same grade. Yes. And they had the discussion, and they couldn't quite remember if it was their senior year, but then they did determine that it was in the fall uh, or around Christmas of 74. Because they had, okay. Drew had gone to Baylor, Maryland had gone to AM. Mm. And so uh, they determined that that's when it was. When they okay. came home for Christmas, we had moved into the new church. Okay. So, and then are you calling this the new church? Uh, where am I? Where are we now? We're in the well, this campus, <laughs> this right 74. So, is it would have been where the big room is. Where yes. the big room is. That yes. was the that new church. Okay, sanctuary. yes. yes. So, we had sanctuary. a sanctuary there, and then it got so big that everybody moved to the gym. But wait, there's something too about the choir room or your robes, or oh, okay, the, I'm well, going to have to follow uh, back on that question. Originally, uh, when that when the new church building that was moved into yeah. in 74. Okay, so when you, across the back of the sanctuary was a long hall. It's still there. Mm-hmm. And the kitchen was down in the end, in the in the south end of that building. And it was uh, not very big, just had, it was just like a, a home kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also there was a, a what we call the community room or the community hall or the fellowship hall. Fellowship, fellowship hall. hall. There yeah. you go. So it was there. And then there was some remodeling. Oh, when we built the gym, I think. And listen, people, I apologize <laughs> for you listening that's going, she is so wrong. That is not when that happened. Because I might have gotten Oh, you mean date-wise. Date-wise. But then... We show grace on this podcast, oh, so you're fine. I'm so glad. Mm-hmm. Give, you get forgiveness uh, for getting things it. in error. Uh-huh. Uh, but there was a... Then the kid... When we built the gym on... See, we got the kitchen that's there now. Mm-hmm. And then where the old kitchen was, that all turned into the choir room at that time. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yes, and the choir was so excited mm-hmm. to have the kitchen. So when we when um, the gym was built, I don't know if you remember. You probably will. Oh yes. When I say this, um, it was actually built in a with the wood facing different directions like this, so people could roller skate around the gym and not just play. So we had Basketball. a roller rink. We were so it wasn't just, roller rink. yes, because you could roller skate. So I want to ask you, did you ever roller skate on the gym? No, I did not. You did not. Did, did you, you ever go and attend a roller skating same. party? I, I did not, but but I did many things in that gym. And when we first started uh, our Wednesday night meals, well, we had started them originally over in the old kitchen. And then we got to the people that did the Wednesday night meals. And this was no, no paid staff. This was all volunteers. But we got to help design the new kitchen. Who we was on? So who excited. helped you design this? What what friends? Let me think about who all was on that committee. So uh, I, I'm trying to think if there's anybody still here that was did that. Marianne Thomas, who was a, a dear friend and lived here her whole life, who she is now in heaven, but she uh, she helped a lot with that. And then uh, Steph Cobb, who the Bing, Cobb bing. schools. It's like yeah, a bingo. We need a bingo card. We should. Uh, we should just go <laughs> down. It's so fun. In fact, Steph and I taught. Steph taught uh, home economics a long time at Frisco High School, and I taught one year for a person, Idly Bright. Oh yeah. Has a ding, school. ding, ding. 
uh, I taught for her one year because she was oh. too ill to teach. But anyway, uh, Steph, so Steph was on the committee, and we just, you know, tried to use our uh, home economic skills mm-hmm. to try to figure out what we needed and mm-hmm. where it was going to be. Oh, that's so good. I love that. It was that. fun. Okay, what shenanigans did y'all do in the church that you haven't shared with anybody? Did you guys do some cannonballs in the baptistry? Well, there was the time that, uh, remember when uh, everybody first had false nails? Like the Lee press-on nails? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So my sister Luann, who's in heaven now, she also helped on Wednesday nights. Okay. And so... Uh, I hate to tell it, but, you know, we really didn't have the gloves. We really didn't wear the gloves. <laughs> and so you serve food without gloves? Yes, we Good did. for you. And, it's okay. And everybody was fine. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she... We made it through. She was mixing the salad up one night. It wasn't mixing very well, and we were running late. Oh, she no. said, I'm just going to have to mix this with my hands. So she starts mixing it with her hands. And a few minutes later, she notices that one of her nails is missing. <laughs> so we did dig through the salad for quite a while. And then, then never found it. Never found it. And Edie Vaughn, who the Vaughns are another yes, school, they, they used to own our house that we yeah. lived in, oh, that we live in now. Yes. Okay. So the Vaughns, Edie Vaughn said, "Well, Lou Ann, you're scared to forget about that fingernail, and I don't know who's going to get it, but I hope they got strong teeth." <laughs> and so we just moved right along. Yeah, you did. That's what you do. That's Nobody, like everybody loves Raymond episode or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody ever reported so the, the missing nail. The missing nail. <laughs> Some old man got it and just went, uh, maybe oh, maybe it's my part of a tomato or something. Who knows? Goodness. I love that. Okay, so then um, you and your husband live here. Yes. Y'all been married? Almost 40 four. years. 40 years in January. Oh, in January. And my husband was born and raised here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've said through the years he was How'd y'all of, meet? Right here at this church. He was kind of, you know, born on the pew of this church. His mother and daddy were Earl and Ladine Yates. And uh, Yates Yates Center. Is that the, where's the, is that the, what's Yates? No, not so much. Okay. Uh, not not us, I don't think. Okay. Anyway, and so uh, we met at this church. and uh, Yeah, so anyway, we've been married all those years. And we live out on North County Road across the street from Rogers Elementary. And when we built our house, Ooh, 38 years ago, it was a two-lane gravel road, and we were not in the city limits. Really? Really. Where was, was that considered Lebanon? It wasn't it, considered any. It was the ETJ of Frisco. Okay. Um, you know, but not, but no, no, see, because Lebanon's kind of the other way. Okay. Interesting. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, so four, let's go back to, you have, you have experienced loss in your life, to say it yes. kindly, right? Um and you still smile and you still get out and do things. But you've lost your two, you lost your sisters. Yes. And you lost a niece. Yes. All within a year. Yes. And her mother. And and your, oh, that's right, and your mother. Mm-hmm. And this was later in life. Yes. And earlier in life, uh, our dad went to heaven when he was 53. Oh. That was 40 years ago. Well, coming up on 41 years ago. So bef- right before you got married. Uh Yes, yes, yeah. not too long, yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, how is, that must have been about hard. About a year, about a before year. Before you, so mm-hmm. who gave you away? No, no, no. At your he wedding? Was, he was still. Oh, okay, was, so he I'm gave so, you away and then passed away yes, just right after. Confused I am so sorry. <laughs> yes. It's no. the dates and the numbers that get us. Yes. So, but my dad, uh, this church, you, I can't describe what this church meant to us mm. when, 
when that happened. I mean, they were just so supportive and so... Now, we were all grown. My brother was 19. He's the mm. youngest. Four girls and one boy. Oh, wow. And uh, so that was just a, a long... But, you know, it was so strange because... Uh, not, I mean, and I'm not going to remember the dates, but you know, there were several people. My mom was in the LLL Sunday school class. That Sunday school class has been still meets. in this church, still meets. Mm-hmm. And those women were in that class from the time they got married. Mm-hmm. They were still always, always in that class. Uh, I just found an old directory and going through some of my mom's things from the LLL class in 1955-56 directory. And it was, you know, it was, uh, of course, printed on mimeograph paper. Mm. Do y'all even know what that is? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, good, Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyway, it's just, it's, it's remarkable how this church was such a family and how so many people stayed for so long. Mm-hmm. But back to the loss. So yes, my dad, my dad first. And then in 2009, our, our middle sibling, Luann, went to heaven. She fought breast cancer for nine years. And when they found it in 2000, it had metastasized mm-hmm. to her back, to mm-hmm. one spot in her back. And her, her doctor told her then that, you know, her prognosis was probably not more than two years. But she lived nine years. Oh, wow. And her demonstration of faith mm. could rock, rock, move a mountain. Mm-hmm. She, I never saw her cry. Mm. Not one time. I never saw her cry. I never saw her say, why me? Mm. Her two children <clears throat> were in high school when she was diagnosed, and she she just would not stop. And her doctor, I went with her many times, and her doctor would say, you know, how are you? And Luann would go, I'm fine. You tell me how I am. And one time her doctor said, you know, this was in the in the beginning, she said, you know, your, your attitude really makes a difference. And Luann goes, yes, I read up on that. She said, I read that 75% of conquering cancer is your attitude, she said, and I've got my 75% under control, so let me know about your 20 very much so. But, but isn't that true, though? I mean, like, couldn't you apply that to so many things in life? So many things. So oh, many my, things. Your right. dad had like three different forms of cancer <clears throat> by the time he passed away, and the doctors kept saying he was a medical beating the odds. And I'm like, I'm telling you, it was because of his attitude. Oh, yes. I mean, he loved people, kept working, kept going. I mean, he just... How do you think one thing people, after how that, did she uh, after get that attitude? How did your dad... Yeah. I mean, how do people... Well, you know, I think, of course, with Luanna, I mean, I think it was her faith. Mm-hmm. I mean, she just... And, and she would always say, anytime, you know, she was going to have... Oh, I mean, all the things that you go through, you know, when you're going to have a CT scan, when you're going to have a PET scan, when you're going to, you know, then you just... Your stomach stress. Yes. Oh, you just feel like somebody's socking mm-hmm. you in the stomach all day mm-hmm. and you can't stand mm-hmm. to wait for the results and but every time she'd go i'm gonna be fine mm-hmm. no matter what happens i'm gonna be fine well and i think and that was her line i mean just i'm mm-hmm. gonna be fine i'm either gonna be here i'm gonna be in heaven but i'm gonna be I'm fine. fine well and i think too i mean some people have a great attitude and they don't get the longer years right and they do absolutely even i mean it doesn't it doesn't always work no, that way no, but at the same time i think the gist is the joy with the time you have here makes an impact on the people in your life. 
Yes. And so you're well, leaning and on, your and on your own mental health and yeah. ability to move forward day to day, no matter how much time you have, right? Mm-hmm. You're making the best yes. of the time you have. And so I do think in the end, I mean, that's what I've seen in people that manage that. We have a friend right now who's going through some hard stuff with cancer, but man, always, I mean, just sweet and kind doesn't allow that to change the attitude with how she treats people and how she interacts with people. And I think and the other thing that she did was that she, she did, never focused on herself and she was, a very, too. she was a very giving person, yeah. very involved. She and her husband, Roy lived in Bridgeport and her treatment was at UT Southwestern. She came every week for, you know, years. And I mean, that was a, a hundred and well, it was 80 miles one way. So 160 mile mm-hmm. round trip. Well, she would come and get her treatment, and then she would just kind of, you know, shop her way back home, stop (laughs) off wherever. And one day I called, and I said, she answered, and I said, are you are you already done with chemo? Are you already back home? She goes, oh, yeah, I'm already done. She said, I've been home, but now I'm on my way to take a casserole to the school nurse. I went, let me understand what you're telling me. You have driven 160 miles round trip, Mm -hmm. had a chemo treatment. And you are now taking food mm-hmm. to someone who had mm-hmm. surgery, and she went, "Well, yeah, I made it last night. I just put it in the oven." And but I mean, she—that's the way she was, mm-hmm. and she just helped other people. She sent mm-hmm. cards to people all the time. She was just an amazing person. Yeah, but it was Hard. very mm-hmm. difficult. Yeah. Oh. Such a time. And you're going to cry sweet tears for her just because you miss her, oh. right? Oh, just that's you why we her. cry. We yes, miss them. We yep. miss them. We do. Yeah. And, I mean, she was just so amazing, and our family is really close. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, to to lose, to lose her was just an incredible journey of faith. Mm. Um, and I haven't shared this often, but, you know, we all were in the room when mm. when the angels came, and when she took her last breath, we just looked at each other, and, you know, like, who's going to say what? And God just told me what to say, and I looked at my family, and I said, if we believe what we've always said we believe, we got to believe it now. Mm, that's good. And so... And so we did. And she would always, I mean, she prepared us and she taught us how to move on because that's what she did. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was. Now, have you stepped in like she had children? Yes. Too. And you were everybody's sweet little auntie that oh. takes care of your family. <laughs> no, and so how we, did you step in? I'm betting you have had a huge role absolutely. She, in their lives. I mean, she knew that me and my sister Marilyn, too, mm-hmm. that we would do anything mm-hmm. and everything for her children. Mm-hmm. And so I, I say I am their earthly mother. Mm-hmm. And they each, Tad and Tandy, her two, her son and her daughter, both have two daughters each. And so I say that I am their earthly grandmother, and we talk about their Gigi in heaven all the time, mm-hmm. and about what she would do or what she would say, or you know, and uh, and we we share with them what a fun person she was because she oh, was good. very fun, very fun. And so we just talk about her all the time because That's she precious. is still with us. Yeah, yes. that's so that's what you're sweet. supposed to do too. I think that's like the remembrance, and to help you remember what, what, and to pass things on too. Yes. And it helps yes. you process and yes. grieve. 
all of it to remember and it, to talk joy. about it. Yeah, and, and laugh. Oh, gosh, it's, it's so good to laugh. It is I know, good because to laugh. she laughed. Yeah. She laughed about anything that happened, Luann laughed. Yes. You know, she just <clears throat> made it fun. And she, in fact, we said at her service, she was fun and funny all her life. Oh, and she was. Okay, so you lose your sister. And then other people in your life that are close start going to heaven sooner than you would like. Are you ever angry or mad at the Lord? Are you ever like, really? Like, this is a lot, Lord. You know, because you lose her, and then you lose, just to recap. Well, so we lost her in 2009. You know, and I don't like to say lost. Cause I, I don't say, either. I don't know why. She she we know where they're she, at. She moved. I don't know why they went to heaven. Yeah. I mean, they went to heaven. Yeah. I know that without but a doubt. But I think it's okay to acknowledge it feels like a loss because I don't get to see her here personally right yes, now. Yes, right, loss for a little while. is not seeing them every day. Right. But they're That's not the lost. Exactly. No. We know where they are. They're found. We know where they are. Yes. So anyway, so after after she went to heaven, then see, and it had been so long since my dad had gone, and so then it was just the last two years. Uh, it was uh, in September of 2019. Mm-hmm. My oldest niece, who had uh, some heart issues and some quite a lot of health problems. Uh, she went to heaven. Uh, she had been so sick, and at the end, was so sick. And and she kept saying, you know, if if God's ready for me, then okay. You know, I'm not really ready to go, but if He's ready for me, it's okay. And and because she had been so sick and suffered so much, that was a a different a different sure. kind of loss, if you yeah. will. And that, and then in March, many many people listening to this podcast are going to know my mother, Polly mm-hmm. Tadlock, mm-hmm. who was, if I say so myself, a saint on this earth. Mm-hmm. And she was she, a sweet lady. Uh, yes, and we she was. We're so blessed, so blessed to have her mm. as long as we did. And she, when she was, just after she was ninety, she became very sick, and her kidneys. Uh, stopped and she was in the hospital mm. almost three months and they kept saying they might start back and we were like and and they would say you know because she's too old to go on permanent dialysis mm-hmm. so we hope they start back now uh i you know sometimes if has anybody ever asked you have you ever really seen a miracle not just say oh that was a miracle but okay. really see it Been a part of one uh-huh yeah so we were in the hospital, and my mother, they were helping her to get up. The nurse was helping her to get up, to move over to the chair. And she stood up, and sorry if this is not appropriate, but she stood up, and her kidneys were working. <laughs> and I started screaming, Mom, Mom. I mean, I ran out my hall. It was like, you know, maybe on television, I ran out my hall. I was screaming for the nurses. I was like, Mom, Mom, oh, you know, and her kidneys Started working. Started working. Again. <laughs> oh. And so I always said, you know, of course you know about many things that you know are miracles, but to see it, I mean, it was like the parting of the Red Sea, <laughs> yeah. only reverse. Uh-huh. But, I mean, it was just unbelievable. Can I share yeah. a story similar yes. to that? Creighton, yes. my number three, always. They've always wanted to diagnose him with different stuff, but he's in utero, and I'm probably three, four months along, and they're like, something's wrong with this kid's kidneys. And I was like, okay. And they're like, come back in six weeks. We'll check and make sure they're still not growing. They're not developing, whatever, you know, sonogram. And so I have my BSF ladies pray for them um, through that entire pregnancy. And they're like, if it's not better by seven months, 
can we we want to go in to do surgery while he's in my belly and i'm like you're gonna go in my belly and do surgery on his kidney like i couldn't comprehend that and i was like nope god's gonna heal him god's gonna heal him. my whole family god's gonna heal him. this is not gonna be an issue so um eight months they're like they're his kidneys are still not working his kidneys are still not working and i'm like that's okay god's gonna heal him god's gonna heal him y'all we have the best picture ever creighton comes out and they put him on my belly and the picture you have of him is just peeing <laughs> like just straight up just a straight stream straight oh, in the air it's like and the, the rainbow yeah and the do- doctor was like well your prayers have been answered his kidneys work and i was like i know because the lord was going to answer that i was not, and, but it is it's fun to be a part of a miracle it is it is it so is fun exactly mm-hmm. and so you've seen almost the same uh-huh. kind of what yeah, i did exactly so my, my husband was um, mm-hmm. not supposed to be born oh so his mom was told, I mean, they could never find a heartbeat the whole time he was in her growing. Oh, goodness. And they were saying, you need to have a DNC. Like, he's dying. Like, he's in. And she was like, no. I feel, I know he's there. Like, he's I can moving. feel him. He's moving, kicking. I know he's there. They could never, they never found one. So oh, then, my. and they were like, well, you're going to have a, I mean, at some point, you're going to miscarry, whatever. So, I mean, this whole time she she goes and she has, she births him and he's mm-hmm. a perfectly healthy, amazing man. <laughs> you yeah. know, so awesome. she is, she calls him her, you know, miracle, miracle baby. baby. But can you, I mean, you're carrying someone for that, expecting, wondering what it's going to be like yes. when the doctors keep. And I think sometimes, like, speaking of your sister who lived longer, my dad who did, even my husband's dad with cancer lived a lot longer than they thought he would. Um, doctors don't know everything. I just was. They're exactly what I was just thinking. Aren't we so happy they don't know everything? And we have God to be like, no, you you fight for that baby. You fight for your mom. I do think they do the best they can, and I fully do do think they give you the information. We're wonderful, and we're (laughs) thankful that we have them. And they we're not bashing doctors. We're glorifying the Lord. We're giving God the glory. There you go. There you go. I mean, but life life is wondrous, and that means it's full of wonder. And we don't always know what's going to be. So, oh, well, of course, we were just beside ourselves. But uh, she was she like, what are y'all? Was she mortified or was she okay? <laughs> she like, she I just, just peed all over myself. Just, I'm so no, embarrassed. She just couldn't believe it. No, no. She, okay. I mean, was just, my mother was very calm about everything. And she was like, well, that's wonderful. <laughs> and so, but, but it had certainly taken a toll on her health. Well, and sure. So, sure. And she had always lived by herself. She had always driven. She, we yeah. used to laugh and say she drove old people around. And so uh, she told us before she, well, she had to go to rehab. And when she was coming home from rehab, she told us that she uh, had decided that she wanted to move to assisted living. And we were all like, no, no, no. We'll, you will have someone stay with you. You can stay at your house. And <clears throat> she said, no, no, I just think that I will be better off at assisted living. I will feel better if I don't have some, if I just have an apartment and I won't have someone sitting on top of me all the time at my house. Well, you know, what we know and what we certainly look back and know, it was, it was a blessing for us mm-hmm. because she had 24 hour care. She, and I think she probably knew that in a way. Oh yes, she right. She's like, I'm taking care of my kids exactly by she did. help by making sure that I'm oh, taking yes. care that's of them to worry about me and everything else. That's right? what. That's, yes, that's exactly what she did. She yeah. That's the way she was. Yeah. And so anyway, she moved to Park Haven Assisted mm-hmm. Living, and uh, she was she would she would be happy there because she would determine that she was going to be happy there, and so she was there and in. Six months after she was there and the kidneys worked, it, her, her kidneys started failing again. Mm-hmm. 
and her precious, precious doctor, Dr. Diva Ali, who is just the most wonderful person ever. She said to my mother one day, Miss Tadlock, I have never offered anyone in their 90s permanent dialysis, but I've never met anybody like you. Mm-hmm. And so for a year, my mother did permanent dialysis. Someone in our family took her every three days a week. We took her from wow. assisted living to uh, to dialysis, mm-hmm. and she did really, really well on it. Uh, and I have to, I don't know if you all were at this occasion at the church, but in December of 2019, we could tell that the dialysis was wearing her out, but mm-hmm. she would not stop. So she tells me that on uh, this next, the next Thursday that there was, she, oh, she was a realtor, you know, she sold real estate for Abby Halliday after she retired from teaching school. I mean, she went to the hospital on numerous occasions during all this time. And one time, the ambulance took her to the hospital. And when I got there, she was trying to sell a house to the fireman. (laughs) (laughs) So she never stopped uh, trying to sell real estate. Yes. Mm -hmm. But she said, oh, our real estate party is going to be from 5 to 7 next Thursday. And then there's uh, then the senior thing at the church is uh, going to be uh, that same night at 7. She said, so we, and I said, Mom, that's dialysis day. Well, I know, but I'm we're still going. And I said. Wait, what is she like after dialysis? Pretty drained. Okay. Pretty drained. Okay. I mean, I don't so you're just real tired. Me. Yes, you're just yeah. so tired because yeah. they've taken all your blood yeah. out. And, and put, it new, and put it, yeah, yeah, put new stuff in. So anyway, I said. She said, I said, well, Mom, and so I did, was able to move the dialysis up a little bit, so maybe she could have a little nap. Then she says to me, well, what are we going to wear? She said, you know, the real estate party will be a little more dressy. And but the thing at the church, we're supposed to dress Western because a, ca- a band from a cowboy church is coming. Do y'all remember when they came? No, I do not remember this. Was this, was this when we had it in the gym? Uh, no, it was over in the in the. Oh, okay. Because we had one in time in the gym where a band came, and we actually did country western dancing. Oh, well, we didn't dance that night. <laughs> oh, we missed that. But anyway, she said, "Well, what are we going to wear?" And I was like, "Oh my goodness!" So I, you know, I said, "Okay, mom, we're going to wear a black top, black pants, black, you know, just black shoes or boots, and then we'll just change our jackets and jewelry." So I, she has dialysis, and then we go, and she wears this beautiful red jacket and pearls and. We go to the real estate party from mm-hmm. five to seven. <coughs> Excuse me. Then we get in the car and we do the change. And she has one of my dad's Western hats on. And she has a belt buckle around her neck that's made into a necklace that oh. my dad won in 1949. And then she is carrying the hand-tooled purse with her name on it that her dad had made for her in high school. Oh, wow. So then we just come right on to the church and go to that party. And by the time I got home, I was like Exhausted. worn out. And she and was, she's like bebopping around. And she's like, well, now what's tomorrow? <laughs> well, mom, let's rest first. Mm-hmm. But she was just so incredible. And that was in December. And then really after Christmas... Is when, you know, she just, and she had several trips to the hospital and the dialysis just was not working. And so in March, and this is another miracle, but she was in the hospital in March and she talked to the doctor and then she and the doctor talked to us and said, this is, 
my mother said, I just can't do this anymore. Mm. And the doctor said, it's really not working. And Mm. so it was the day before everything shut down for COVID. So we were at the hospital and it's like, and so the doctor left and my mom loved cookies. Oh, she loved sweets and she loved cookies. And so when the doctor left, you know, we were all just kind of sitting there looking at each other. And our mother just looked at us and she said, I'm fine. Hmm. And I think I'll have a cookie. (laughs) And so I think she had five. (laughs) Anyway, and so, I mean, it was just like she had made the. Mm -hmm. She was totally in charge, totally made the decision. And so, uh, you know, and so the option was go back to assisted living or not. And we were like, not. And so she came to my house. And but we the point is, she got out of the hospital the day everything was shutting down. Uh, We hadn't gotten her out then. So we we got to my house. I mean, that night uh, she was still in the hospital, but we got everything ready at my house. And uh, my precious niece, Sally, said she was helping me get everything set up for my mom. And Sally said to me. Uh, we should have known Grand wasn't going for this social distancing. She's getting to heaven where she can visit all she wants. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, you know, to talk about the loss again, mm-hmm. the loss of our mother was incredibly yeah. hard. Yeah. However, my siblings and I have talked about this. God gave us two years. Yeah. Because we thought she was gone two years before. Mm-hmm. And I think God gave us that time to absorb, mm-hmm. if you will. I mean, I think it would have been, it would have been so much harder had she gone two years before. Mm-hmm. But when we could see that her quality of life was not what she had always experienced, it'd been very blessed to experience. Mm-hmm. But when we could see that, I mean, I think that helps you see too. And you and guys course, had done so much for her and together with each other that oh, you go, we can look back. We have no regrets. Exactly. We've spent so much time together. We love the Lord together. We served each other well. Um, and that's incredible for a family. It's sad to lose them. But when you can look back like that as a family and you're, say that. You're, you're right. I mean, and we have, we do, we don't have any regrets. I mean, yes, yeah. we would love her to be here longer, but, sure. you know, she was, just, and she was such a, joy she was Mm -hmm. such a joy to love you know she Mm -hmm. just was you know she'd say I would just tell me where I'm supposed to be and when and we'd like okay mom (laughs) so sweet so we have a Tavlock elementary school here yes named after your mom Mm -hmm. um and we were going I was pulling up the names of schools here right um so you're good friends with Drew Newman yes right who was originally Drew Wade yes um, who they had a farm over there by where you guys lived, right? They were on the east side of town over there. Her daddy had a farm. Yes, on Preston. Right? All on Preston, yes. right over there. And we worked out. My grandmother moved here, I think it was like in the 20s, 30s. Her family was here in Frisco. Who's your grandmother? Um, Marie Barnum. I, I so she name, it, because she ended up having family, like cousins that owned an Italian restaurant or something on Main Street. Like, you know where the blue door ended up being, that little store right there, and there's a kitchen in the back or whatever? We think that's where it was. Oh, really? Yeah. So her family members owned a store um, there, uh, like her later on. But we worked out that her dad, we think her dad worked Drew Newman, Wade Newman's farm. So her oh, grandpa's wow. farm, right? Oh, wow. 
Um, so my family's all buried out there at um, the cemetery right there off of Custer, Rowlett Cemetery. Oh, yes. So we yes. have a big plot out there. So my grandmother's there. My grandfather's there. Um you know, they're dead. Oh, you're so be we have a, no, my mom's the last one. There's one plot left for her there. Okay. So when oh, she wow. passes away, she'll be buried there. But we have it. They bought that plot, that big family plot for $5. I still have the little certificate. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. <laughs> they bought that plot of land out there. Um, but they were only here a few, a few years. Like we used to, when we moved out here, we used to bother my grandmother. Like, come on, don't you have like just five acres sitting somewhere you bought? You don't remember? Just anywhere. Just anywhere. Like, yes, just yes. anywhere. <laughs> but so I'm looking through just the names of these and just like, like the Purifoys. Yes. They go here at First Baptist. Like I'm looking through um, the Andersons. Anderson Elementary, right? But they didn't. They didn't go here. No. Oh, the Bledsoes. The Bledsoes. The Bledsoes. Mm-hmm. Mary. The Bowles. Um. What about Bright Academy? Idly, uh, her daughter, when her son, she, yeah. was, she was Catholic, but her daughter did go to church here some and did participate in a lot of things in the youth department. Yes. I mean, Comstock, right? Joyce Comstock, yes. but she didn't, I don't, she didn't go to church. But she you Methodist. knew her, though. Oh, yes. Method, okay. Met, oh, so if you didn't no, I just threw that in because <laughs> that's how we grew up. We were was, talking earlier. Like even two? my grandparents in their small town, you'd say, oh, well, no, that's she's Methodist. No, yeah. she's Catholic. <laughs> she's Episcopalian. Some of my best friends that's are Methodist. You, what are you that's how you about? labeled them. <laughs> well, it wasn't a bad thing. It was just no, a, an indication of right. something. Yeah. Yes. Another way to identify them. And the Nichols. I don't know if you said yes. the Nichols. Yes. The Nichols. I mean, okay. And then if you go Vaughn. Right. Yes, the Vons. Vons. Um, I mean, and then if you go to the middle school, and these are, I mean, just think even all these people that you know that you grew up with. I mean, Trent. Oh, Daryl Trent. Daryl Trent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Billy Vandeventer, who we talked about. Yes. Um, yes. Went to Methodist Church, but is an amazing lady. Um, middle school. Staley. Mm-hmm. Stafford. Scoggins. I mean, I were, I helped. Yes. I did some contract work for Mr. Scoggins when he had Chapman yes. Yes. construction That's up right. there. Um. Roach Middle. Roach. Uh, Sam Roach. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just, it's incredible, the community. Oh, if you yes. think, Just the community that was built here. So then I'm going to ask you this question. Was it hard, You, those of you that have those connections like that, that small kind of community, was it hard when you saw it growing like this? Because just to give everybody who doesn't live here a feel for it, there are now 60, almost 65,000 students in Frisco ISD. Which is... Uh, Incredible. It's mind boggling. <laughs> when we moved here, there were four schools and now there's like 70, right? If you count all yes. elementary, middle, high school, um, and the, you know, tech centers and stuff like that. So was it hard for those of you who grew up in this small community where everybody's close when you saw it growing like this? Explain to me what that was like for you. You know, it was kind of like that double edged sword. I mean, yeah. it was so. It was exciting on one hand. I mean, I will never forget when we got McDonald's. I mean, come on. That was a big deal. <laughs> oh, that was we were here. We huge. had been here like two years when we got the McDonald's because it was Brookshire's was there still. Brooks, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so this was started to say because, you know, when we when Frisco had Homer and Bowles, I mean, yeah. Homer Bowles, Bowles and Standerford, that was the grocery store. And that was Mary Bowles' husband. Yes. And another man. And uh, then uh, Anna Jean and Henry Francis, who uh, had Henry's supermarket mm-hmm. <laughs> street, and then there was Douglas Grocery. Uh, but those were all small, small little family-owned yeah. grocery stores. Where they would send you a tab. They would send you a bill. Yeah. Oh, yes. Back in where my grandparents, uh-huh. you would just go in and you'd, you'd go get in. Here's 
Pawpaw's number, you say their last name, they'd oh, write yeah, it down, and you you never paid it. for you anything. And then once you got to a certain amount you owed, yes, you paid it, right? Pay. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, Henry Francis and Anna Jean, Henry passed away a number of years ago, and, well, it now has been two for Anna Jean, but Anna Jean Francis was a twin sister to Charlene Cobb. Okay. Oh. Yes. And so, uh, but anyway, at Henry's, I mean, this I remember this happened one time, Randy and I, had first had been married too long, and I went to Henry's and you know bought all the groceries and planned my meals out for a whole week. Huh? Don't do that anymore. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, and I and I I wrote my check out, but I closed my checkbook up, and I didn't even. And so somehow I got home, and I was like. Oh, and you never gave him the check? No. And I, and I was like, oh, Would you have been talking, maybe? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe. Just a small chance. Just I love it. It was like, I'd go flying back down to Henry's, and I said, Henry, I didn't even give you the check. And he said, oh, I knew you'd bring it back when you found it. <laughs> and that's, that's what that's it was like. That's the town you lived in. Yep. That was yeah. Frisco. Oh, small town. I yes. cannot tell you what it was like to live in this small town. Yeah. It was, you know, it was like living in Mayberry with yeah. Andy Griffith. Mm-hmm. It was just... And Amazing. people cared mm-hmm. so much about each other and took care of each other. And just to go back around to where we were when we started talking mm-hmm. about the burdens and, you know, a burden divide, a burden shared, shared is, is divided. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it was. It, you know, everybody just helped everybody. And, you know, and, and I will tell you what else happened, too. Everybody made everybody else's children behave. Well, yeah, uh, you knew. You got a report, go right? back to those <laughs> days. I really do. Well, we have that. next door, Christy. Come on. You have what? We have next door. We got the next door app now. Oh, well, I want my neighbor. Like, my neighbor does. Yeah, He'll get on to my kids. But I, I think that's better. I wish that was better. The personal it touch. Was on all sides. Sure. Right? Yes. So you're not like, yes. oh, I'm not going to call that mom and so tell her because mad at me. Was there a part of you that was, so you wanted kind of some things that growth brings, but at the same time, you were like, but I don't want some of the stuff. Yes, that, exactly. Like, and I'm sorry I did not circle no, back to I that. No, I just because wanted when to. The, when things, stores, things. But there was, so part of the sadness was. That the locally owned places, yes. you know, were going away. Yeah. And so that was really sad. But to have more selection and all that. And, you know, like my, my husband uh, ran Ken's Lumber and Hardware. I mean, he started working there in junior high school uh, and the and went worked in the summers during college. He played football at UTA when they mm-hmm. played football there. Right. They don't anymore. Right. And, and then Ken Talley, better known in Frisco as Rex Talley, Another mm-hmm. school. Another school. Uh, he bought the lumber yard and, and made the deal with Randy to run it. And so Randy ran the lumber yard until it closed in 2004. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when it closed, it was a it was a big deal because it yeah. was the last family-owned yeah. business in Frisco. And the Channel 8 News covered it. And Dallas Morning News covered where it. Where was it located? I'm trying it's to... down at the end of Main Street where, uh, oh, gosh, was there a, is there a meat market there now? And, there is. And where the I mean, soccer, remember, where yeah. that soccer store is, right oh, before yeah. you cross the railroad yep. track? Okay, the, yep. so where the soccer yeah. store is was the big oh, warehouse. By the Mexican Mart. Yeah, and yeah. Then the, but the Mexican Mart, that whole building there was, was the, the lumber yard. Uh-huh. Okay. And I remember they'd have all the stuff all the stuff out there behind it. Yes, where that's that was an empty yes, like lot yes, right in the, there in the yard. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's I don't know. It's I I think there's something. It is hard. Small town USA is, is dwindling, yes. isn't it? Now, when you want to go to Hobby Lobby, okay, well it's, it's sure great. It's nice. Yeah, but it's right down the road. And then yeah, I remember I remember telling somebody one time in the traffic. 
Oh, it's true. It's just that's like you so would some days you want to go, okay, yeah. people just go out of my yeah. town and get off my roads because this is way too crowded. So there's still, and that's, and we'll, we got to close it up. We got to wrap it up. But that's the other thing I was wondering. Is there sometimes part you go, this is my town. Yes. Like, yes. this is my town. All of you come <laughs> here invading my town. <laughs> but you know, but it's kind of like, know. it's kind of like being a Texan, you know. Yeah. People come, we go. <laughs> that's you know. true. Yeah. Oh. Yes, Texas. All these yes, people go back to their other states. You know, state you know we, yes, we're we're obnoxious, and yes, Texas is bigger and better, and you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it just is. <laughs> but in the end, we're people. That's in right. the end, we're people, and people move, and we're supposed to care about but people. We don't want so. everybody coming here. Y'all stay in your own state, please. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. We may not have. There's a lot of people coming here. I know. That's so. why I said stay in your state, people. There's too many of y'all. <laughs> or if you come here, get used to Texas style. <laughs> well, yeah, because we have a lot of great people coming from a lot of places here, which is fun. But at the same time, it does mean there's a lot of people. A lot of people on the roads. A lot of people in the stores. There's just a lot of people. But you're right, Debbie. If God sends them here, we need to love them. Well, that's just it. I'll get that's, on board with y'all someday. Yeah. No. Someday, Christy will make I'm it kidding, over. I'm make kidding. it over to the dark side. We'll, we'll help you. We'll yes, she will. We'll help you. Yes, she will. Well, no, Connie, oh my gosh, I've loved this so mm-hmm. much. Thank oh, you. You all are so uh, sweet. So thank I love you for sharing with you, and I can talk about Frisco in this church. I would. Forever. I'm just thinking, like, just um, it would be a fun podcast just to sit down and go through all the schools. And oh, talk about the people be. like you yes. know all the connections, and there's like a story with every school. Well, you, she's so good with the story. Like she you is, remember you conversations. Remember, you are sharp as a tack. Yes, friend. you oh, are. Yeah, you know, I one of the most fun am. things last year, uh, 2019, when they couldn't do the Frisco Education Foundation. Yes, yeah, yeah. So they had several people go around and deliver the the scholarships to mm-hmm. people. And what was so fun was that when we gave the scholarships to kids. I, I could tell them a story about the people giving yes. the scholarship, like the Cates, Bill and Lois Cates scholarship, oh. you know. So when I presented that, I was, like, telling them all about the Cates. Love Lois. So we was, miss oh, Lois. Oh, my miss gosh. miss Bill and Lois till, yes. oh, the best yes. people ever, ever, yeah. ever. Talk about taking about, care of people. I know. They, they took were, care of everyone. They did. Yes, they, they did. were. They but he wanted he wanted to go with her. Oh, it was he just. He couldn't be her without her. You I could know. just. How far I mean, apart? Oh, like three weeks. Months. Yeah, two I mean, months. it was, but he got sick pretty quick after because she mm-hmm. passed away. And then he just, he got sick pretty quick after yes, and passed away pretty fast mm-hmm. after. And he was not sick before. But I, I mean, he was, he, I he was just, perfectly healthy. He was yeah. a very healthy man. I just think he, he could do anything. He uh-huh. loved her anything. so much. Well, and she would come and walk up here at church yes, in our gym and yes. use it. And he, it got to where he didn't want her driving on her own. So he would bring her and sit on our bleachers and we'd go say hi to them. But he would just sit there and read and stuff while she would walk. And then he would take her home and they were just, uh, they were adorable. But yeah, another, again, more Frisco peeps. More Frisco people. (laughs) We're here a long time. She, I do what, like one of her old Frisco stories was when she told it, um, because she was on the farm. And so they, she got roller skates for Christmas one time when she was little. And she said, we didn't have, there was no concrete and stuff everywhere. <laughs> so her daddy, when he would run the tractor and the, and the soil would get hard. So they would try to roller skate on the tractor and they would go, she would do that. This with her hands. She must have been the one that wanted to put the roller skating rink in the gym. That's where You brought up roller skating twice. I'm just saying, when was the last time that happened? Always with Lois, common denominator. But well, thank you so much Ms. Oh, yes. thank you all it we was just, wonderful it was wonderful precious fun. to have you here we appreciate it very much and so that's it from us guys today so we're going to wrap it up but thanks for listening so until next time everybody this is noisy narratives out bye
happens now